What's up, everybody? This is the specifist. <laughs> Going deeper now on this idea, this topic that we talked about yesterday, the emotional alarm system. Uh, if you didn't watch that episode, I'm going to be going into this a little bit in this episode too, so you don't really need to watch that one. It might actually be a little better if you haven't watched that one because it is a little bit confusing with a lot of the terms. I'm still kind of figuring out how to speak about it. But basically what I've really become aware of is that what emotions are is a sort of alarm system for the body. It's a really interesting concept, really interesting idea. So you could think of pain, physical pain, uh, like your leg hurts or whatever, as the immediate alarm system, the body alarm system. Uh, your leg hurts, something's wrong there, check it out, figure it out, what's going on. Um, but with emotions, <clears throat> and to a certain extent as well, thoughts, the alarm system is more of a perimeter-based alarm system. It's not inner, you know, like you have an alarm system. If you have an alarm system at your house, if your alarm system is very strong or whatever, you have the alarm system. It goes off and something happens. That's, that's the pain of the body. Uh, physical pain, somebody stabbing you or whatever it is. You broke your ankle, whatever it might be. You know, your body's saying, hey, this hurts. Don't uh, use this, this body part too often because it hurts, whatever it is, right? But for emotions, emotions are like the perimeter alarm system. If emotion, if, if uh, emotion is uh, sensed, you know, floodlights are triggered, you know, things could happen. You know, it depends on how aggressive your emotional alarm system is. You know, if it's really aggressive, like arrows will shoot out from certain holes in, in the house and things like this will happen and people will get shot at and things like this. That's like verbal abuse and, and, and physical abuse and things like this. Um, so this idea of the emotional, uh, the emotions, seeing emotions as part of the alarm system of the body, of the body-mind, which is basically what you would call it, it's very interesting because it kind of puts a lot of this into a new perspective. Um, whereas before, you're, you were getting, you could get stuck in the story, and you're like, "Oh, this person did this to me, and how dare they? And this is bad, and this should not be happening." Um, now you realize, "Oh, this is just my alarm system going off. Some boundaries are being crossed, or whatever it is." Kind of puts things into a different kind of perspective. And so if you think of your emotions as an alarm system in this way, it, it really helps to kind of understand your responses, other people's responses, because um, the other element of this as well is that when we're talking about survival, people think it's, it's we're talk, what we're talking about is physical survival. Um, in other words, hunt and kill food to survive. I mean, that's part of it too, but also it's also social survival because if it's only you doing everything, you have to do everything. That would take much longer. You would have to cut. You have to clean the food. You have to get the water. You have to build the fire. You have to build a shelter. That would take you 
a long time to do. It might take you a day or two to really get settled. And it could be disturbed by literally anything because you know, only one person is there protecting the fire and the shelter and this kind of stuff. But if you're with a couple, many different people, somebody could be the hunter, somebody could be the, uh, you know, the clean the animals, skin the animals, things like this, and, the, and the build the fires and the shelters. And also people could protect the village from raiders and from dangerous animals and shit like this. Um, and so it's not just about physical survival. It's also about survival in the social sense, in the world, right? Um, because it's not, if it were just about physical survival, we'd still be hunter-gatherers. We wouldn't really be advanced as a, as a species. You know, but we are in it to thrive and, and, and really survive, which is why we're in the situation we're in in society. Um, and this is kind of a life or death thing. I don't think we realize that because we're, we have so many amenities in society like DoorDash and Amazon and uh, the internet and our power and electricity and, and uh, heating and cooling and this kind of stuff. Um, and so instead of it being about hunting food, it's about money now. It's about you know relationship and social bonding and stuff like this to keep the tribe safe, to keep you safe, to keep you from this kind of thing, right? If you think about it in that way, it helps you to kind of understand how your emotions are like an alarm system, or like oh everything's going great or everything's going badly or whatever you know this kind of thing. It's it's an alarm system. The alarm system can be fooled and it has absolutely can be has absolutely been fooled in the past. Um, so it is a very faulty alarm system, but it is still a very much an alarm system in this way. And the reason why this is important is because it helps us to kind of go beyond a story. Like, oh, this person did this thing to me. He's an asshole. They're an asshole. This um, storm is an asshole. He took It took out my power, you know, whatever it was. Um, so... Yeah, that is why it's important to understand it in this way. It really helps to kind of grasp why people do what they do once you kind of get this point across in your mind. And you can understand so many things, like dark things, once you get to this point. Like you can understand why gangs exist. You know, they're trying to survive in their own way. You can understand why violence exists. All these things are existing. Civil war whatever it is that we're dealing with as well when the political system is, is similar because it's we're based where there are people, many people's emotional alarm systems are going off like crazy and they don't know why they don't know that this is caused by the emotional alarm system they don't know how to change it they don't know how to change the settings because they don't realize that the emotional alarm system is trying to get them to what I'd call homeostasis and homeostasis is not necessarily what you would call positive emotions, happiness, joy, love, bliss, whatever that is. It's to get you to something else. What you could call peace, fulfillment, neutrality. Um, from there, you can go into the happier emotions, but um, really the negative emotions are attempting to warn you something is happening morning 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 
get away from the situation or deal with the situation in some way to return back to this homeostasis, which is you know, what you could call fulfillment, peace, contentment, whatever it is, right? Which is not about attaining more things, attaining other things, new things, but is about creating stability and balance and uh, I guess that's the right word stability, balance and uh, I think there's another word I could use here as well basically stability and balance to the situation you know when things like for instance like Goldilocks with the bed right she doesn't want it too big or too uh, small. It, she wants to adjust, right? Um, and that's kind of what your emotional alarm system is doing. It's like, oh, that's just, this is too small. My boundaries are being upset. Or, oh, I'm really happy right now. I mean, that's a good thing. Um, but maybe I'm too happy and maybe I'm, you know, like you could think of it in this way. Maybe I'm too happy as well and I'm... Uh, might be ignoring darker elements of life and then this when there's this happiness because of the happiness itself it kind of blinds you to negative stuff uh things like this right you don't want it too cold you don't want it too hot you want to adjust right from there you can get other things and, and get to what you could call um happiness but it's about basically satisfaction which is not about happiness um, I think people, when they search for people, when, when people search for happiness, I think that's the first mistake they make. Uh, and that's a deeper episode. I've talked about this before in the past, but really I think what life is about is not about finding happiness. It's about a contentment. How do you go from a negative state to a state of peace, contentment, satisfaction, whatever it is, not the same, not the same things as happiness. Happiness is like this, like, high state. Like, everything is, like, uh, depending on how strong it is as well, everything is like rah, rah, rah. Like, yeah, I'm so happy. I'm going to jump around. I'm so joyful. You know, this kind of thing, right? Like, it's energetic. Um, because something is happening or someone is here or whatever it is. Um and that's not going to be possible or realistic to achieve in everyday life and you know, all the time. And so what you're looking for is not that. You're looking for middle of the road, at least for now. If you want that, you can get to that. But first, you have to get to something else. First, contentment, peace, uh, stability, whatever it is, so that you can get to that, those higher levels. Because the higher levels, happiness, whatever it is, they may look fine, they may look wonderful, but they also come with their own sets of interesting problems, um, which I've talked about in the past. In the episode, are positive emotions better than negative ones? Uh, so this idea of finding homeostasis is very important because it kind of helps us to, uh, to see emotion, see uh, handling your emotions as more of a changing the alarm system settings mindset and understanding now you're able to grasp like what's going on with your mind why it's happening why it's doing these things what's going on with your emotions 
so now you're able to kind of get to this level where it's now you're now able to understand why um, you get angry what's going on here why your alarm system is being set off because not not all alarm systems not all um, emotional alarm systems are the same some are overreactive some are underreactive some are uh, vulnerable to hackers intentional or unintentional hackers in this case and the hackers might be uh, pressing your fantasy buttons or they might be uh, pressing your I'm going to be triggered buttons and so they'll troll you and they'll tell you all these things and things like this right and so your, your alarm system will be going off constantly or will be uh, giving you safe signals when there is no, so no safety things like this right um, and so the homeostasis button is very useful. Literally learning how to calm down in seconds. You know, it's really not that difficult to do this. But we've been entrained in this kind of like mindset of like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's weird to think about this, but like, I don't think it's actually as common as people think it is to actually train people to calm down in seconds. I mean, there are, it's starting to increase, I think, but like, it's still one of those things where because so many people have grown up not doing this, they think it's, it's strange to do this or they think it, it, it doesn't work or whatever it is. It's really very simple. All you really have to do is take one deep breath in and breath out. And just do that a couple of times until you feel calmer. And there's many other ways as well, right? And so you're resetting your alarm system. You have to learn how to reset your alarm system. Uh, because your alarm system is going off at, uh, at all hours of the night all, or all hours of the day by random things like, oh, this person said something. Uh, turn on the alarm, right? This is bad. This should be something to be protected against. Alarm system activate. Uh, and that's not helpful for you. It's not helping you. It's not helping you to really be enjoying life um, when you have this alarm system activated constantly. Um, because the, the thing, too, about this is that when your alarm system is activated and in fear mode or in anger mode or whatever, it actually costs you in a couple of different ways. Um, it costs you, not only does it cost you emotionally, you feel anger and if it doesn't feel good to be angry or fearful or whatever. But also I think it costs you an energy because now all this emotion is trapped up in, now all your energy is trapped up in these emotions. And you're not able to really go beyond this. Um, and so now you become more and more tired because you, you actually haven't learned how to reset the alarm system. Um, it's, it's really interesting how some people 
can go through life and things happen to them and it may bother them for the time for a time but it doesn't bother them forever they have reset buttons i've learned to create these reset buttons myself and things like other, other ways as well but like it's also amazing how other people do not seem to know how to do this they don't seem to have this reset button um and it's something you have to train if you don't have this reset button you have to learn how to train this it's like what I'd call emotional training. I think I want to do some seri- a, a series on this, a little series on emotional training because it's important to learn how to train yourself to calm down in seconds. Because it doesn't seem to be something that many people are capable of doing for various reasons. Because their alarm system has been activated and can be activated by so many things, even very small things, like, oh, he said a word weirdly or something. Uh, or she did the dishes and she didn't clean the sink or whatever it is. Right? Like, it's very small shit like this. And your mind and your alarm system gets shut off. Like, ding, 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 ding. This is a problem. You must deal with this problem. Go, 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 go. You know, this kind of thing. And so your emotional alarm system is needs to be reset. It's too sensitive. Uh, and I'm not telling you to be sen- uh, to be less sensitive in this mean way. Like, oh, you're too sensitive. How dare you be so sensitive, you dumb person? You you know this kind of thing. It's it's more of understanding like what happens when your emotional alarm system is on constantly. And one thing it's important to learn how to do is to find peace in any situation. And because no amount, no no matter how um, bad things are going, it's not really going to change anything to be negative about these things. You, you can do things about these things and you can change your mind and you can like, you know, all this kind of stuff. But it's not really going to change the thing itself to complain about it and to be negative about it in your mind, to, to worry about it, to be anxious about it. And so what you literally have to learn how to do is to notice when you're anxious and to find a way, literally to find a way to bring yourself to a more contented or peaceful state. This is a basic This is probably the most basic emotional training exercises you must learn how to do. One of the most basic. This is kind of like this. The first, the most basic is become aware of your emotions, obviously, right? The second is this. Learning to find ways to set your alarm to homeostasis. Especially when you don't really need it to be going off constantly. And so whenever you feel yourself becoming upset or annoyed or whatever, find a way instead of instead of looking for happiness, uh, because happiness is not really going to give you these things. (laughs) I I hit my phone with my hand and it dropped out of my anyways. And so, so instead of doing it that way, 
what you're looking to do is to get yourself into a state of peace, contentment, uh, satisfaction. And it's, it's with peace and contentment and satisfaction, it's a little bit easier to do. It's a lot simpler to do than it is with happiness. With happiness, it often requires a lot more. Like, oh, I have this thing, now I'm happy. Or, oh, I um, I did this project, and now I'm happy, and whatever it is. Um, or, you know, usually it's, because with happiness, you have to, like, do a lot more. But with peace and satisfaction, it's very simple. You can do very simple things, like learning to calm down in seconds, or... When you're noticing yourself getting into negative emotions, if you're scrolling on Twitter or on the news or whatever, watch something different. Look at something different. Look at cat videos. I don't care. The point is is to reach a state of homeostasis. Because you need to learn how to reset your alarm system. If you want to be happier, if you want to be satisfied with life. You know, the reason why you're not satisfied with life is because you're not doing this. Of course, you were never really taught how to do this by your parents as well. That's part of it as well. But also, you you never did this for yourself. Because sometimes that does mean going kind of counter to your natural impulse of looking at TikTok or looking at these negative things. Um, and it's kind of shit. Because... The emotional alarm system is looking for threats. And so the more, so the thing that you need to understand about the emotional alarm system is that if it is engaged in negativity and fear, the more that it is engaged in these things, the more that it will start to see these, the more that it will start to see threats. Um, And so if you watch the news for 30 minutes and it, it brings you fear and you know upset and things like this, you will see more of this in the future um, because your mind will point out more things like, oh, this person is problematic, this person is bad, and things like this. Um, that's a basic general rule. Uh, it's actually really interesting. It's an idea. Basically, like, if you're in fear, the more fear you have, the more the more your amygdala grows. The amygdala is responsible for fear, and it, it you know it spreads more dendrites and neurons and shit like this, and so more things activate the fear response within you. That's how your emotional alarm system is armed. It's armed through training, but a lot of this training is unconscious. You're not aware of this training that's going on. Um. And so, like, you see something on online and social media. This person did this bad thing. How bad is this person? This bad is really this person is really really bad. And you go, oh, this is so bad. What did this? Why did this person do this? This horrible thing. And of course, social media can kind of feed this as well because then you you like this content or you agree with it or whatever. 
and then it shows you more of it. And then that kind of continues this system because now the emotional alarm system realizes that you uh, uh, see this as more of a threat, as more of a problem. And so it will become more and more armed by this thing. This is how your emotions work. This is how your body works, right? Um, and so when it comes to survival, people are like, oh, you know, survival is about physical survival. Like, you know, hunt and gather and gather food. But it's not just about physical survival. Um, and there's the idea of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I don't completely agree with the idea, but there's some truth to it. Which is basically that, like, the first level of, of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is physical survival. The immediate survival, like warmth, shelter, food, things like this. And then, of course, there's levels above this. And so it's not just about survival in this physical sense. It's also about survival in a sort of mental, emotional sense. Boundary survival. Um your life is going moderately well or at least okay or at least neutral enough to where it's not a problem um and so you survive that's your emotional alarm system is happy it's in homeostasis And so the emotional alarm system it looks, notices when you see threats, becomes aware of those threats. And it realizes like, oh, you see these things as threats. That means I must show you more of these threats in the future, these problems, you know, this kind of thing, right? So I don't even know where we are right now because I had to pause for a little bit. But uh, so the way that I think about this, now I'm thinking about this a little bit longer, is so the physical alarm system, and this isn't necessarily completely accurate, um, but this is kind of closest, I think. So the physical alarm system is for like physical survival, like your death, your pain, this kind of stuff, because you want to be at, at at least a moderate levels of health. No pain, no soreness, things like this. Um, and so that's like the immediate things. But the emotional alarm system, or the mental alarm system, whatever you want to call it, is like concerned with problems later. Like, oh, this looks like a problem. We might want to deal with this before it becomes a really big problem, this kind of thing, right? And so the emotional alarm system is the secondary. It's dealing with problems before they happen or whatever it is, right? Or the, before they get into the physical survival stage. Um, that's a way of thinking of it that might help as well in some ways. Um, so how do you do this? How do you... <laughs> 
learn how to go from negativity to peace because it's important to notice what state you're in emotionally and to return to a state of peace, to a state of homeostasis, to a state of contentment, satisfaction, whatever it is, right? Why? Because if you're too negative, your alarm system's being set off by way too much at once, or it's being set off, and so it's too sensitive. Um, it's very sensitive. It's, it's very hard to turn off. And so you have to learn how to turn that sensitivity down somehow. But if it's too positive, you might be stuck in a situation where, like, you might end up um, putting a positive spin on things when maybe you might want to think of things in a more negative spin sometimes. Like, for instance, if you have a problem coming up and you, your positive thing spin is, oh, this thing will work itself out and you don't do anything about it and it doesn't work itself out, that could cause you bigger problems in the future. And so the, being too positive can cause you problems as well in this way. And so finding a homeostasis between, or finding that place, what I call um, uh, homeostasis, in this case, the emotional version, is important to this process. You know, from there, you can go into more positive or whatever. But you must learn how to train yourself into that homeostasis. Um, because otherwise, your emotional alarm system is going to be constantly going off and going off and going off and you're going to be anxious about so many things that are going on and going wrong in your life. So, uh, the reason why I say not to look to become happy, well, there's a couple of reasons, right? One of them is because it is more high maintenance, it's more difficult to do. The other reason is if you're in a negative state, if you're in a state of anger or upset, um, you're not going to necessarily be able to find yourself in a state of happiness from that place, because you're going to help. You're going to see so many things that are going wrong in the world and in your life, um, and so it's going it's going to kind of go counter to your natural resources, your natural natural emotional alarm system to say like, oh, just be happy. You know, it, it's fine. You know, this, this kind of thing because you're not in that space, and so instead of Trying to be happy <clears throat> in this way, learn to be, learn to find places of contentment. It's actually very simple stuff. Like if you find yourself in negative emotions, stop watching the news. Like seriously, like the news is is full of negativity. It's full of fear. It's full of anger. Stop listening to social media. Stop listening to, become aware of like how certain things make you feel if you if you're listening to a youtube video or watching a youtube video and it's making you angry stop listening to that and stop watching it it doesn't mean stop watching that all the time it just means stop watching it 
if you feel it like you're becoming too strongly angry. Um, I had to learn to do this because it's easy. It's very, very easy to find YouTube videos that'll make you angry. It's easy to find things in the world that'll make you angry, but you have to find a way of reaching homeostasis, emotional homeostasis, emotional, uh, middle ground, so to speak. Right? If you find yourself <clears throat> in a negative space or whatever, you can listen to negative music, sad music or whatever it is, and kind of ride those emotions, become more of the emotions, but don't lean in, don't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? What's, don't, uh, God damn it, I can't think of the right word. Don't put any meanings upon those emotions. Like, oh, this must mean that I'm angry at this person or whatever. You could you could do that, but like don't basically what I've learned how to do um and simple is like if I find myself in a state of anger or triggering or whatever it is that I'm going through. I ride those waves. I notice them, I become aware of them, I ride them. Um, but I don't pay any significance to them afterwards, once they're over. And so I just kind of let them take run their course, because they're going to run their course, and then they're going to be finished. And I don't really, really pay any attention to the messages they were sending me at the time, because I don't... Because I know that negative emotions, typically speaking, make you see things in a more negative light. They're not necessarily going to be the most accurate. And you can become aware of those. But of course, nobody really tells you this shit. Like, it literally has to be explained to you by me. Somebody who doesn't know very well either, but who's been dealing with this in, in the past, a long time ago. And I don't know some basic methods... Um, <clears throat> so yeah, find that emotional middle ground. Find that homeostasis. So important. It's fucking the most important thing you you can do. You can do. It doesn't mean that you you must stay there. Uh, you can you can find you can go to happiness once you reach that state of homeostasis. Um, and I've done that before as well. There's ways of doing that as well. Listening to happy music or whatever it might be, but. Once you're there, or once you're in that homeostasis, it doesn't really matter. You turned off the warning, warning, threats detected alarm that's going off in your mind. So it's not really important to stay in that space of neutrality at that point. Um, you can, if you want, but if it's becoming too boring to do that, you can switch to positive or whatever. Um, but it's about training yourself. You have to train yourself to become aware of what you're feeling when you're doing certain things, when you're listening to certain uh, YouTube videos or whatever it is. And when you find you're getting too overwhelmed 
by negative emotions. Stop. Stop listening to that. For time, switch to something else. And you could ride those emotions, like I've said. You could listen to music or whatever and just ride that emotion to its finish, to its close. That might take an hour or two. Um, And just not pay it any significance. But once you do that, you have to learn how to not pay it its significance. That takes a bit of training as well to do a little bit because a lot of times the mind does pay a significance and you will pay a significance while it's going on but you have to learn how to do it, not do that while when when it's over because when it's over it's over the alarm is off you don't need to worry about the alarm anymore the alarm was on because it was noticing threats where there is none you know what what is what is there in a threat in a youtube video you know things like this um what is it what 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 threat is there in some drama between two YouTubers or whatever it is. I mean, there are definitely threats out there, but a lot of the threats that your threat detector notices emotionally is are not are not threats that you need to worry about, or or not threats that are really even threats at all, but are just what you would call micro aggressions. Like, oh, he said this word and stooped away, or whatever it was. Um, and then you read malice into that, or you, you read ill intent into that, or whatever it is. And of course, there's people who's like, well, intent doesn't matter. What matters is how I feel. It's like, well, intent does matter. It, it's not completely the story, but it does kind of matter. Um... But what really matters is finding ways to reach that emotional middle ground. You cannot give in to these emotions. You cannot listen to them. Uh, or you can listen. You can listen to them, but just don't. You know, once they, once you ride them, and once you kind of let them go and do their thing, and they disappear and they're over, you can't put any meaning upon them are over because they will continue and they will they, they will feel justified and continued and 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 continuing their practices because they know that you agree you agree with their threat detection system that's being set up that's been set up by you in the past that's why the threat decision that's why the threat the threat oh god i can't speak that's why the threat detection system is there in the first place because you activated it with your habits, your thoughts, your emotions in the past, like, oh, this thing makes me angry, how dare this happen, how how dare that happen, it sees that, in a sense, notices that, and then shows you more of those threats in the future, because that, that, that it knows that those are the things that you're concerned about, if that makes any sense, it is a bit of a, it's not necessarily that it knows in like this intelligent way, necessarily, but it does kind of know in a way. Um, but it, you know, when once it's put to you, put to you in this very interesting way, 
you don't have to worry about your story anymore. You're like, oh, huh. I never realized that like the emotional emotions are just an alarm system. Uh, and, and you can kind of act accordingly. Notice when you're negative. Go, oh, that's just my alarm system. It's overactive right now, whatever it is. Become aware of that. Become aware of why that might be. And find ways to enter homeostasis. And I want to do a deep episode on this, on this in the future. Finding ways to enter homeostasis. Um, but I can give you some basic things you can do and I've already given you, you a few you know basically if you notice yours you have to become aware of what you're feeling when you're watching certain things notice your anger notice are you are you angry are you upset whatever it is notice this um, from that place you can you know listen to music or whatever ride this wave until it's ending until it's gone and then don't pay that wave any significance once it's over Realize that that wave was just your emotional alarm system just activated, fading because you activated it on on accident, unconsciously with your thoughts and with your, uh, f- with your story about it, about life, about this thing like oh how how dare this YouTuber do this or how dare you know, whatever it was that happened you know this kind of thing right. Um, learn how to calm down in seconds very simple practice a couple of deep breaths You know, basically, like I said, it's about becoming aware of how you're feeling. If you're feeling negative emotions, do this. Calm down in, in seconds by taking some deep breaths. Or you can do box breathing, which is like you breathe in for four seconds, pause for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, and pause for four seconds. And you just keep doing this. Um, that calms you down really fast as well. Um but it's about awareness. You have to become aware of how you're feeling. Oftentimes the problem is that you're not actually aware of how you're feeling when, when you're in these moments of negativity. Because your negativity alarm system is, is on. It's turned on and so it focuses outward to deal with those supposed threats. And so you're not aware that it's activating or that it's activated And so you have to learn how to train yourself to periodically throughout your day become aware of your emotions for 5, 10 seconds, 10, 15 seconds, whatever it is. You can do that right now. Become aware of your emotions. And just... Stay with that awareness of your emotions. If you notice you're sad or whatever it is, notice that and stay within that awareness of, of noticing the emotion. Now, even that 
uh, calms the emotion down a little bit because you're no longer feeding it with your thoughts. If you kind of think of your thoughts, in this case, I'd, I'd call it a story, which is not just your thoughts, but like your thoughts and um, about your thoughts about like yourself and reality and how they're interacting, this kind of stuff is what's activating or deactivating your emotional alarm system. And so if you're having thoughts about all these people are problematic and all these women are untrustworthy or all these men are unsafe and they're evil and this kind of stuff, you're not going to be able to... uh, Basically, once you do that, your emotional alarm system is activated again. And you start... And then you feed those thoughts, and then you start, but, but because your thoughts continue, it, it keeps ramping that system up further and further and further. And so your thoughts, especially the ones that you take seriously and you listen to and you repeat over and over again multiple times, activates or deactivates your emotional alarm system depending on what your thoughts are. Um, This is one of the reasons why it's important to not trust your story because your story is Controlling this uh, and is also being influenced by the emotional alarm system. And because at first your thoughts might kind of set it off. Oh, this person is bad or whatever. Then that sets up. But but then once the emotion starts happening, that sets your thoughts off again. And that sets off the alarm system again. It just keeps feedback looping like this. Thoughts to emotion to thoughts to emotion to thoughts to emotion. That's how, that's how that works. Um, and so your alarm activated by the thoughts that you pay significance to, the thoughts you take seriously, the thoughts you think are true and think are important in this kind of way. Uh, or or they might those thoughts might also deactivate the alarm system as well if you think and genuinely believe authentically that this is nothing to worry about your alarm system is not going to be activated and it's going to stay that way in the future with with future incidents like this whatever this incident is um and people talk about like how the law of attraction is at all important. Like if an affirm, people do these affirmations, like I'm loved, I'm lover, I'm loving, you know this kind of thing. I'm lovable, you know whatever it is. But the thing about aff- affirmations is that if you don't believe the affirmation, if you don't believe the affirmation is true, if you can't seem to see the affirmation as possible in your life no amount of affirmations are going to really do anything for you 
Um, and so the thoughts also kind of play a role in this. The thoughts are kind of like the CEO in some ways of the emotional alarm system. This is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. That's a problem. You know, whatever it is. And then that actually activates it. Or this is not a problem. This is not a problem. This is not a problem. So learn, slowly what you've learned how to do is to find out what these triggers are, what these thoughts are. And learn how to deactivate these thoughts. Help learn how to keep those thoughts. Uh, learn how to... Uh basically change those thoughts to deactivate and desensitize this emotional alarm system that you have. That's that's more difficult because it requires a lot more context. It's going to be very much based on you and your particular story and your particular beliefs and what you believe is true and, and possible for you and this kind of stuff. And that's going to and so that's going to take a lot more awareness. And so for now, there's kind of just some general guidelines, what you can do, like, if you notice yourself getting very angry or whatever, stop, stop doing whatever you're doing, stop watching whatever it is you're watching, stop listening to whatever it is you're listening to, and maybe do some meditation or listen to, to some music and ride that emotional wave until it stops, until it's gone, and then don't pay that wave any significance once it's over, um... It'll calm down in seconds. Um, you know, sometimes what I've learned how to do as well is just wait. You don't know how important it is just to, to wait for things sometimes. Like, um, this is true too of, of when it comes to news. Oftentimes what I find is that the news it you might be you might getting be getting the story first, but you might be getting very, very inaccurate bits of the the story because the story is um, it's not fully there. There's not a lot of verifications. There's not a lot of oh, this was incorrect, we have to change this. And so you have to learn how to wait. Wait, 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 wait. Doesn't mean that you resist these thoughts and emotions. Like I said, you you do ride those waves. And you do all these things. But you learn how to wait and suspend judgments as much as possible once you do that. Because, like I said, oftentimes you find that later you were overreacting or whatever it was. Uh, you know, people, you know, the phrase good things come to all those who wait. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a good example of this. Learning how to... So, the emotions... So, the thing about this as well that I, I find very interesting is that what, what, what normally happens is that when people have emotions, when they're sad or whatever, they think that this must mean something for me, for, for me to me, and they must pay this thing a special significance and meaning and then you make a story based on this emotion like oh this person did this horrible thing to me and then blah 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 this kind of thing what I've learned how to do is not to do this um literally it's important to to like I said you know do that writing of the, the emotional wave but not to give that significance later not to 
try to add that to your story. Because if you add it to your story, it justifies it. It justifies the previous emotion that you just wrote as a wave. And so now it's going to create the second wave and the third wave and the fourth wave. And so the more that you do that, the more justified you feel in believing what you believe and seeing what you see about this person. Like, oh, this person is an asshole and he's doing this and blah, 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 you know, this kind of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, like your story magnifies these emotional alarm systems, typically speaking. You, you might be like, well, David, well, can't you unmagnify the emotional alarm system using your story? I mean, you could. But typically speaking, what I find is that that's not actually the story at that level. Because to make it a story is to give this thing significance and to make it mean something in your life in some way. But to not give it significance does not mean you still add it to your story. Because if it's not significant, why add it to your story in the first place? Right? Um, because... It's already happened. It's already over. Or whatever it is. And it's not real significant now to you anyways. Why add it to your story? Maybe you could add it to your story as principles. Like, oh, this, I went through this. I suffered through this. This is what I learned. This is what I learned how to do. That, I understand. But like to... Add it as... Something meaningful like, oh, I recovered from this and this is so amazing. Or as the original story. I don't know. I don't completely agree with that. But I understand the reasoning behind doing that to a certain extent. Um, <clears throat> you typically want to do the story. It's, it's based on like more of a principled thing like... I learned that I did this. I learned this, this from this kind of thing, right? Um, it's based more on universal ideas and principles rather than like my personal experience and meanings. Because personal experience and meanings can create bias. Of course, you can still do that. I don't care. Um, this is just what I typically I typically do for a couple of different reasons, which we can get into. Like one of them is I find that when I do this, I'm able to make things clearer for your for your um, for the episodes that I do for you guys. Number one, and also number two, I think it helps to avoid a lot of the pitfalls later. Like because if you if you gain meaning from this thing. Um, when you recover from this emotion, this negative, this timing, or whatever it is, and it comes back, what does that do to your meaning in the story? Now you feel like a failure because you didn't actually recover from this thing, even though you thought you did, right? But like I said, this, this is all up to you, and it depends on you, and it depends on what you're attempting to do with your life as well.
see what the time is. Wow. Um, I did not realize how long this was getting. It's actually an, almost an hour long. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but I think there's a, some important things in here. So I think I'll probably end up releasing this as an episode. And I'll talk to you in the next one.